Chai, tell us what life was like before Life Design Studio. I was actually working in a bank for a little bit and I realised that it really wasn't for me. Wasn't your cup of tea? What hap- yeah, it wasn't. Because what happened was my parents were actually contractors. So we've always been in this creative industry. Right. So sometimes we'll be like making mock-ups for people or maybe cutting out like wayang kulits and things like that. It was very interesting. Right. Wood cutouts, renovation. Right. Depends on the customer's needs. Then after that, I think we were doing some renovation work for mm-hmm. someone and then my mom was like maybe you can leave the bank because I don't think it's for you <laughs> sweet mom <laughs> because I'll go home like really sad every day and right. just like I don't know probably it wasn't for me that department or something right so your mom asked you to jump on, on board on one of their construction projects yes mm-hmm. and, and did yeah, you fall in love with I, it yeah yeah I did actually I really love like customizing things for people and everything like that you know it's just like making a dream happen it's a really satisfying feeling for me personally whether it be like a furniture design or your display stands or whatever you want actually yeah so Chia you started Live Design Studio in 2018 with your mom tell us how that happened Basically, what happened was my dad actually passed away in 2016. Right. So that was one of the reasons why I joined the company. And then after that, um, my dad actually had like a bucket list of things he wanted to do. And one of them was traveling with us. Okay. Okay. And so obviously Mm -hmm. he couldn't. Did you and your mom go traveling and finishing off his bucket list for him? Yes. Okay. And so the idea of souvenirs being so important was actually connected to the bucket list of of your dad and and how much you love him. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you connect souvenirs from all these different places you went for him? Not really, but actually it was just the exposure to all the souvenirs that were done overseas. Mm-hmm. It was just really lovely. We realized that in Malaysia, there was a market gap whereby you couldn't get like fully Malaysia-made products. Most of them are imports from maybe like China and Thailand. Mm-hmm. And you can't get like really locally made products here. We realized there was a market gap then. And I turned to my mom and I was just like, can we do this? Can we make some, like, to let everyone have a piece of Malaysia that's fully made and designed in Malaysia, everything from like the conceptualization to the output. It's all made in Malaysia. So you had this Mm. epiphany and you went to your mom and said, okay, I've got this idea for this business. Then obviously you must have told sort of friends and other family members. What did they have to say about you diving into a market that was already quite saturated with souvenirs and probably throwing out cheaper versions um, of the things that you were going to make already? They didn't really know how to respond to it because none of us are in the souvenir industry. So they couldn't say like, you can't do this because no one has done it and we we weren't sure how everything would end up like Mm. so they couldn't say no to something that they didn't know what would happen I guess so they want to be supportive but they're like but they didn't know how to be supportive (laughs) don't know what to say okay keep quiet so they're just like okay so the tourism industry was completely grounded by COVID-19 your business is closely tied to it obviously so how did the pandemic affect your business Life Design Studio so what happened was some of our retail outlets had to close down because of Mm COVID-19. So we lost a lot of revenue streams and all the borders were closed. Mm -hmm. It was very hard for us to like weather through that period. So if you Mm -hmm. don't mind us asking, like what sort of percentage of loss did you have to take on? I think about 
99%. Wow. Wow. It was really, really bad. We were very reliant on our retail outlets. Right. And we didn't think the borders would close down and everything. For that long also, right? Yes, for that long as well. Wow. So it was very, very hard for us. And we we're still a startup, so we didn't have the cash flow. Mm-mm-mm to sustain and things like that. Wow. Basically, your complete business had to stop, right? And, you know, this word's been thrown around, the idea of pivoting. It seems that you did, like with the face masks and stuff. Can you tell us what you you did then next when everything just came Uh, crashing down? We had to stop for a bit to really visualize how we were going to go through this whole pandemic and everything because all the borders were closed. We weren't getting any tourists to buy our products and everything like that. So literally, your business came to an abrupt halt and it was still quite a baby. So what did yep. you do? Yep. We had to pivot, basically, and we started selling reusable face masks, the antibacterial type. We just wanted to give the market an alternative to disposable face masks, basically. Because back then, I remember it was very hard to get face masks and they were very expensive then. And then some people actually can wear disposable types. They might get like acne or they couldn't breathe through like the normal face masks. So we wanted to give them another alternative. That's why we created the antibacterial face masks. Okay. So it's four ply and then it has a two ply of antibacterial finishing on the outside and the inside of the face mask. And it's made of microfiber, so it lasts a bit longer than the regular fabric face mask. So how quickly were you able to ramp up and basically get this out? Because obviously you wouldn't know anything about face masks before. <laughs> Pandemic yeah. hits, yeah. everything gets shut down. Suddenly you come to the market with these face masks. Like, Talk about the time frame. I think about two months because we found this face mask, like this manufacturer in April, I think. And then we actually tried out the face mask for a few more months after that. Two more months. Mm-hmm. And then we launched it in June. You know, like, Bate and Socket is so iconic with the Malaysian culture. And we wanted to make a very small and portable version of it. And Bate and Socket are traditionally very expensive as well. You might get, like, a piece of Socket for, like, at least two to 3,000 K right. as the starting point. Right. And then we wanted to make a fusion of it, like the weaving methods from Songkhet and the colors and patterns of Bate. And we combined it to make one bookmark. Wow. And it has the word Malaysia on it. So cool. Okay, so tell us about Riang. The Riang line, it's basically a range of lifestyle products. And currently, we, we've started it off with scented candles from Taiping because our family is actually from Taiping. All right. So we wanted to, so we went all the way to Taiping and then we found this candle manufacturer and wanted to bring different elements of Malaysia to the market. And our uh, we also have Manchis Apis, which are matchboxes, and they are made from Kelantan. That's so cool. Like, I do love, I used to collect matchboxes from uh, places yep. around the world. So I do love, I love that idea very much. So what else do you have? You've got bookmarks, you've got the candles going on. What else? We have our batik postcards as well. Mm-hmm. And it's all actually drawn by textile artists in Malaysia. All products are actually influenced by Malaysian cultures and things like that. And we try to get like people who are really in that industry to mm-hmm. draw it out for us. You know, I'm not sure if you are aware of this, but when we do a free plug, we actually give you a free plug for you to use for your business so JD is the mastermind behind all free plugs that we do he's the composer the artistic director behind it all this is one he's created for you no no definitely no what are you doing well I'm trying to buy a gift for a friend who's heading back overseas and I want to get something that's very Malaysian what you need is Life Design Studio oh life oh life 
From Bartik and Songkit handicrafts to antibacterial products and their Rian candle range. They even have art prints and cards depicting Malaysian life by Malaysian artists made in Malaysia. I love it already. Where can I get them? Buy online at www.lifedesignstudio.com.my. Shipping is free when you purchase over 150 ringgit. Hey, you can even customize products? You can. Call them at 0386003008 to find out how. Life Design Studio, every Everyone can have a piece of Malaysia no matter where they are. Ta-da! It's so good. Thank you so much. He's amazing. I'm glad you love it. Now you can use it for all your social media posts and whatever you need need it for. Thank you so much. Seriously though, because I'm definitely going to buy something because I've got a lot of friends who actually love a lot of Malaysia products. How, so the website is one way. How else can we get in touch with you? They can look for us on our website at lifedesignstudio.com.my or on our Instagram page, which is life. L-I-F-E Designs With an S Dot my Or you can even get us On like major E-commerce websites You just need to look For our little logo It's Life Design Studio Official store 